everyone and welcome back. We're super excited today to be joined by Sam Sang coming to us from Toronto. Uh, and we just kind of as a reminder for these conversations, we just want to talk more with people in the industry. We started Open House because we ourselves were MSPs and wanted to see this product come to life. And so we want to basically talk with other MSPs like ourselves. And Sam Sang is an MSP. He has a business that um, you know, does all sorts of different 3D technologies and different, uh, you know, imaging and, and capture services for businesses and residential. Anyways, lots of different projects in Toronto uh, and beyond. And anyways, we're just really grateful for you to, to join us today, Sam. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, let's get started, Sam, just by kind of giving us a brief introduction of yourself and Media District, which is Sam's business. All right. Um, so I'm a new import to Toronto. I've uh, been here for 12 years, uh, used to be based out in Florida and um, been doing uh, Matterport actually for not very long. Uh, I'll say we started a concept around uh, in the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I myself uh, am a commercial photographer and because of the pandemic, um, production was halted. So um, in the middle of it, we're like, okay, we, we got to continue to work. And therefore we pivoted our business model and then branch into uh, real estate, um, mainly because, you know, that was the only thing uh, possible going on, uh, you know, at least up here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, so yeah, it's been a learning experience and um, we're enjoying the ride so far. Awesome. So that, that's kind of an interesting take. So before you came into anything 3D related, you were just doing commercial building photography. Is that right? Uh, commercial photography, actually more into like e-com fashion. So nothing related to architecture whatsoever. Interesting. Very cool. That's awesome. So did you do like product photos and different things like that? Uh, Ecom, so mainly work with models. Uh, actually, it's quite a big production. We have, you know, all the professional on sets, makeup artists, uh, wardrobe stylists, and um, yeah, it's every time there's like 10, 15 people on set. Uh, quite a contrast from what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So are you still doing some of that? Are you doing some of that still? And, you know, Matterport and different uh, architectural visualization or is it mostly all Matterport based now? So um, because of, you know, my background in, in commercial photography, there's quite a few uh, clients or clients of a client uh, are in this, you know, retail world. So um, it was a natural response to uh, extend the service uh, to, you know, this type of uh, target audience. And uh, yeah, so my, my focus has been on retail or art galleries um, and um, or, or even tourist attraction. <laughs> That's awesome. Way, way cool. So when you got started, how did you first hear about Matterport? How did you even have the idea to, to switch over and make that um, jump during the, yep. the, the depths of the pandemic? Sure. So, um, when the pandemic hit, my wife and I were actually on a cruise ship. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we were, um, we, we, the end of the, the cruise, we were in Florida 
And then we got on the plane, uh, flew back to Toronto. That very Friday, um, the province or states, if you will, uh, announced a, a, a complete lockdown. So no business, no photo shoot, um, no one knew what we're supposed to do. So, you know, I was just twiddling my thumb. Okay, what am I supposed to do now? I have a, a, a photography studio downtown that I can't open door to allow anyone to work with me. And so um, I was just bored. And, and the next thing I, I saw this ad pop up, um, I believe it was on Facebook, and it was about um, virtual Cadillac experience. So out of curiosity, I press in it and, and, uh, it actually, uh, take me to this link to make an appointment to do a virtual walkthrough, um, and, and, and experience a, a brand new lineup of Cadillac vehicles. So I made the appointment and then it actually dropped me into this Matterport, uh, virtual showroom with all the complete lineup. And then when I hit, you know, talk to a, a sales associate, it connect me live to a salesperson. And the whole experience was so impressive. It, uh, the person answered all my questions. And at the end of it, you know, she asked, Hey, would you like to test drive a, a, a Cadillac? And I was like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What are you talking about? She was like, oh, don't worry. We'll have it drop right in front of your house. Everything will be contactless. So it was a good time. I did not end up buying a Cadillac, but it was such a good experience. It, it, it piqued my interest looking more in depth into this Matterport thing. And that's how I got started. That is a way, way cool story. And, and. <laughs> pretty awesome you know the pandemic it's I, I think it shows we were all pretty bored and, and not sure what to do that that basically the pandemic hits and you're like I'm gonna do some virtual car shopping you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> but anyways that's that's a way way cool story um and hopefully you know that Cadillac comes uh in, in the coming coming months soon I hope <laughs> <laughs> how did you get into photography in general uh you know how was this always kind of an interest of yours or no no not at all it was totally by accident so as i previously mentioned i'm a new import to canada so back in florida i used to be an exercise physiologist so i used to work in the medical field i went to university to you know do all my medical stuff and then the company you know shifted my role into more business side of things so i went ahead and uh, study my MBA in e-business. And then when I moved to uh, Canada, um, you know, there was a process uh, that I need to wait uh, for the visa to, to come through. So while during that waiting period where I cannot work locally in the medical profession, my wife gave me a camera and she's like, hey, occupy yourself, keep yourself busy, go learn something. So that's what I did. So I picked up the camera, she taught me all the basics and, uh, yeah, that's how I got started. And then through chance on Facebook, I met some of the, uh, commercial photographers, uh, here in Toronto and, um, they took me under their wings. I met the right person at the right time. And very soon I was introduced to the industry here locally. And, um, yeah, I left the medical. <laughs> 
feel and uh, fully into this art feel that it's very scary, um, yeah. but quite rewarding, if you will. That's awesome. That's way awesome. I can kind of relate, actually. We we moved to Texas because I was going to law school for All right. law school and um, kind of a similar story. But when the pandemic hit, I had a friend that uh, basically was into Matterport and 3D photography. And I just decided, you know, I'm going to take a break from law school. I didn't want to pay for remote learning at the time. Um, and just kind of got into it and started doing some, some scanning here in Texas. And one thing led to another and decided to drop out of law school and oh, wow. all in on photography business. And we eventually had the, the idea for open house. So awesome. anyways, I, I can relate to leaving a very professional track <laughs> and being an entrepreneur and, and doing your own thing in, in the photography world. So um, um, anyways, thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that. What yeah. right now, when it comes to your media district business, mm-hmm. um, what would you say is kind of the makeup of your clientele? Is it mostly residential now, mostly commercial? Uh, who are you doing 3D scanning or photography services for right now? Yep. So mostly commercial. Uh, the reason is, the, in my opinion, just a very short amount of time that I've been in this business, I realized that, you know what? The residential side is quite saturated, at least here in Toronto, a big city. Um, so I was like, you know what, I should stick with the clientele that I'm very familiar with, which is the commercial side, the retails, the art galleries and, and tourist attraction, because I used to do, um, commercial photography for these clients. So I should, you know, keep doing what I'm, what I do best and, and, and stick to the niche that I'm good at. So, um, yeah, so we end up pretty much not touching the residential stuff at all and just purely focusing on, on the commercial side of things. Cool. And, and of those commercial businesses, what, what's the, the makeup of those mostly? Is it, uh, you mentioned, you know, a few different categories, retail or tourist attractions, etc. What's kind of, is there one category that really stands out that you do a lot of work for, or is it pretty evenly distributed? It's quite even at, the, at this point. That's interesting. That's awesome. I think, I think you're kind of spot on with that, where what we've seen is residential is really, really saturated. And the prices of those projects also are very competitive. Uh, there's not a ton of margin for an MSP out there, but I think what we're going to see, especially with different, um, you know, overlays and different Matterport technology partners. I think we'll start to see more and more commercial adoption. What's, what's your opinion about that? I I think so. I I think that, um, right now Matterport uh, for a beginner to get into this whole virtual experience type of thing, uh, I think a lot of times they make the mistake about, okay, when you have to machine or tool, if you will, then you have a business. It's not like that. Um, if you have been in business long enough, you, you knew, you know, that you do need to have a business plan in place. First, you need to do all your calculation. You need to like do a SWOT analysis, if you will, to know, you know, who are your competitors? 
Um, you know, is the market saturated? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Do you actually have a niche to break into this, you know, carve a little piece of pie, if you will? Because um, if, if you don't do any of that before you purchase that equipment, I can tell you that you'll be in for a wild ride. Um, yeah, you know, you really need to have a business plan before you purchase anything. I mean, that's why a lot of new businesses go out of business because you essentially cannot compete for free. Okay. There are people who are out there doing the same type of work, but they are significantly undercharging. They do not know what they're worth. They just thought that, okay, if I make it up through volume, or if I, if I make it up through bulk or, 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 or if I could do it cheaper, I'll grab that client. But as, as, as you can see in the, during this pandemic, a lot of businesses just went out, like they disappear, vanish without a trace because they don't have that business plan. And when unexpected things happen, business get wiped out and they, they are never to be heard of again. So yeah gotta have a business plan yeah. i think that's that's super good advice for sure because when you're starting a business there's so much fun and exciting stuff in the beginning you know like buying equipment buying a domain name making your website designing a logo there's all this stuff that is so kind of like fun and exhilarating when you're getting started yep. and it's like oh i actually need to find customers now and that's where what you're talking about having that business plan and i guess even just also like validating that there's a customer segment that you can actually service from the beginning yep. is so, so important. So it's pretty counterintuitive, you know, I think starting open house or other, you know, things that we've done in the past, the first thing you think is like, okay, to start a business, I need to create my LLC or whatever, you know, like you think that's step one, but actually step one is making a business plan and validating that there's people that you can give a crap about what you think you can do, you know? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. So on the topic of, of purchasing equipment, I kind of want to wrap up with this. Um, we're going to have to obviously have another conversation, Sam, because all right. doing that. So we'll, we'll come back for a, an episode too soon. But um, on the, the topic of purchasing equipment, I, I have to ask, um, when it comes to the Matterport Pro 3, I think a lot of people are excited. A lot of people aren't so excited and don't see how it will benefit their specific business. I'd love, especially with your background and what you're doing in the commercial space, uh, I'd love your your reaction or what's your opinion on the Matterport Pro 3 and are you guys looking at buying one, etc. So we were one of the <laughs> first people who, who received our unit. Awesome. Um, I ordered mine on launch day. I believe I, it took me four hours to, to make that decision. Um, mainly because, uh, we've done commercial projects that are big enough and through just one job or even half a job or even a quarter of a job, the price of that equipment pays for itself. Yeah. So it's a no brainer for us. Uh, and, and I don't. I think a lot of people make that mistake of comparing Pro 2 with the Pro 3, because in my opinion, the Pro 2 and the Pro 3 are two, well, first of all, it's two different technology. 
and they are for different type of uses. Um, so for us, you know, in, on the commercial side of things where we very often would do, you know, outdoor scanning, Pro 3 is a no-brainer. We, we got to have it because um, otherwise we would have, you know, we, we've been renting the BLK, the Leica BLK360. Uh, and after using the Pro 3, it's a confirmation that we made the best decision. Yeah. Man, I, I agree with what you're saying. We, so we've used it um, on some projects. We, we ordered it early and um, basically this, the same day it was announced like you, like you did. And just the first project we used it on, we actually did it for a pretty big home. And I think we were just so pumped about how quick it was and how fast yes. we could scan. It just cut down our time that we needed to be in the home and scanning. And then we went outside and just scanned this, excuse me. We went outside and just scanned this big backyard with no shade, nothing, super sunny day. And it was just magical. It's like, holy cow. I don't, I don't know if you've experienced this. I'm sure you have, but trying to scan an outdoor space, even just a patio that was shaded with the Pro 2, just you're just scanning over and over, like, oh, alignment yep. error. Oh, you have to, you know, not enough data. And the fact that you could just walk outside and, and scan a, a, an outdoor space was a huge unlock for us, for sure. Yes, absolutely. So awesome. Are you, are you using the Pro 3 now as kind of the primary camera for all your projects now? Or are you still using the Pro 2? What, what's I still plan? use the Pro 2. Um, you know, it depends on the project. If it warrants the use of a Pro 3, we definitely would use it. Um, but I strongly believe the Pro 2 has its place. And uh, for, I'll say, 80% of the projects out there, the Pro 2 can just do a fantastic job um you know only if you if if the environment you know a lidar technology would work better then you know by all means use pro 3 yeah. um so it uh, when we use open house with with uh our ripley's aquarium of uh canada's project um the pro 2 we at that time pro 2 was the main camera pro three wasn't even announced yet and it was such a challenge to get that place scanned because you know in the in the building itself there's so many glass surfaces reflective surfaces it's an aquarium everything is glass and mirrors and then we also needed to to capture the the art installation outside of 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 the um, aquarium and we had to time it just right so that there's um significantly lower infrared bouncing around outside and it's a it's a tourist place where there's thousands of people outdoor and and it was such a a challenge to do that but i i can imagine with the pro 3 it would be much faster production time will, will be will be much shorter uh, we won't have to get like special permit to scan that area uh, for for a longer period. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we've uh, we've experienced the same thing. We're we're still using Pro Two on some spaces as well. I'd say yeah, the majority the majority don't necessarily need the upgrade of the Pro Three, but the ones that do, it makes a huge huge difference. That's just a game changer. So. Um, Anyways, Sam, 
we gotta we gotta cut short now all um, right we appreciate the time um people can find you at mediadistrict.ca is there anywhere else um they should that should find y'all that's it or instagram media district ca awesome great well we'll definitely be having uh more conversations in the future because there's lots to talk about and like i said we just want to have more discussion in the industry with people like yourself so thank you for taking the time today awesome thank you